you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at DaveDamashek.NFL.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Of course it's well wherever you are, unless, of course, you're one of those teams that had a heartbreaker last Sunday. But that's in the rearview mirror. That's 2013 stuff. We're on to 2014, don't you know? Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. As always, available on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Shaq. Seated to my immediate right, ready to break down this exciting wild card quartet of games. And they really are dandy. I know it's easy to shill for the NFL playoffs. Obviously, everybody's going to be sitting in front of their television watching these things. But it really does seem to me to be as a, a, a collection of games that are really difficult to call. So let's, uh, let's see if we can figure these things out. And in just a little bit, one of the guys gonna, who's going to be participating in one of those games Giovanni Bernard, of course, rookie running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, is going to be joining us in just a little bit here. In the meantime, to my immediate right, from NFL.com and beyond, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And can we finally say goodbye to those jokes of, you know, whenever New Year's happens, people are always quick to be like, oh, I haven't seen you since last year. I'm done with those two. Done and done. See you next year. Everybody laughs. I don't know. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, So it's done with, right? Yeah. It's like like when you have to laugh at like one of Warren Sapp's jokes or something. And it's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of those 
Wow. One of those instances. Courageous soul, Adam Rank, going after Warren Sapp. No, Take like heed, it. all you playoff <laughs> participants. That's the attitude you need. You need that sort of swagger. Unintimidated, seated behind the glass, of course. Uh, we mentioned on the, our earlier podcast this week that Black Tie was, of course, taking a vacation. How else would he start 2014? <laughs> this man has 250 vacation days out of 365. So he's out and uh, in his stead is uh, Skinny Tie, a St. Louis Rams fan than otherwise. What's the poop with you, Skinny Tie? Oh, that's, that's egregiously that's wrong. That's hurtful. Wait, he's a Rams? Vi- he's a Vikings fan. Oh, that's right. You're Vikings fan. Right. I get confused by you. It's You're okay. all over the place. I know. Why, then why are you a Twins fan? Well, because, I mean, I grew up in St. Louis, but right? there wasn't a team when I was a kid. I got you. I got you. That, that, that upsets me because it makes me feel old because, of course, the Cardinals still feel like they're eventually – like they're just oh, on the road yeah. right now. They're, <laughs> they're hanging out in the desert for a couple of years, but eventually they go back home, right? They go back to St. Louis and they go back to the, the cooler uniforms that Neil Lomax and company used to wear. You would think so, but they got a nice stadium down there in Glendale now. And I guess they're going to probably stay there. Probably the more I think about it. For a um, all right, so we've got to break down these games here real quick, if I may self-promote, on NFL.com slash Sheck. There's the Sheck Report. Look back one last time at Week 17. There's a new NFL mm-hmm. that, uh, that poses a fascinating question, I feel, which is what if Matt Flynn on January 1st, 2012 – just you know, just about two years ago, right. hadn't had that one big game in Week 17 when he sat, stood in for Aaron Rodgers because they were 14 and one. Then, of course, if he hadn't had that game, then the Seahawks wouldn't have signed him, which maybe then means that Russell Wilson wouldn't have happened for them, and who knows how the chips would have fallen. Well, I answer how those chips would have fallen. Don't spoil it all. Yeah, just go to NFL.com and uh, look for the NFL, and you'll find that one. It uh, it turned out pretty well, thanks to the fellas at Bindle Dog who uh, do the animation and make that thing what it is. I just supply the dumb words. And uh, and then also, we also gave out the Shecky Awards, and uh, among others who have who have chimed in in their support of the Shecky Awards and the quality of the choices we made there. Mm-hmm. Ross Tucker, wow. of, uh, you know, the, the former NFL player who also does a show on Sirius, does a podcast. We're going to hook up with him oh, in cool. the next couple of weeks, but uh, he apparently dropped a line to say that he liked them and he wants to do a home and home, so we'll do that he with took, him soon. He took time out of his day to drop a line about that. Here's what I'm t- I took time out of my New Year's Day to do. I wait the full calendar year. When we do the Shecky Awards, we're about 99.8% of the way home in the year. So I can say what the best fruit of the year is and what movie I enjoyed the most and so on. But the one I feel like you have to wait to the last possible second with is the Sonic Award. If you're not familiar with the Sonic Award, this goes to the sports town whose fans have suffered the most over the calendar year. Now... The Browns reminded us of the importance of waiting to the last possible second because of their behavior during and right after Week 17 with the firing of Chud after just one season. More pain for Cleveland fans. What else is new? You'll be surprised to learn, though. The Browns, that's the upset right there. Any year Cleveland doesn't get it, it's an upset. And, of course, we call it the Sonic Award because it started in 2008, the greatest, most apocalyptic year for one town in sports history, I dare say, because you had – this the uh, what was it the Seahawks were terrible the Mariners lost a hundred games 
the Sonics left town. They took Kevin Durant and left town after a terrible year. That's the worst ever. And even University of Washington went 0 for 12 that year. So that's right. the worst year ever. And since then, Cleveland won. Then Cleveland won again. Those are in the LeBron years, the second of which was when LeBron left. Then Washington, D.C. Then last year. You disagreed with this one, Rank, but I gave it to Pittsburgh, PA. Yeah. Because it's not just about win. It's not about who had a bad. It's not as simple as that. It, it is a major factor that uh, perennially losing town like Cleveland is going to be in contention. But it's not just that. It's painful losses. Like, for instance, didn't San Antonio fans suffer based on just one shot by Ray Allen more than probably Charlotte sports fans uh, suffered over the years? That's a fair point. You understand the, uh, philosophically. I That's worse. Yeah. They had a title and it was pulled away from them yeah. in the blink of an eye. That's worse. So and, saying, that's, and if that's your only team. Right. So now, so so it's not as simple as just saying, well, who had the, the lowest winning percentage combined? Fair like enough. Dallas had a really, really bad year. Now, how did that? Who? Four major franchises in uh-huh. that town. None of them made the playoffs. Now, right. it's not that easy to make the NFL playoffs, but the Cowboys missed it. It's hard to make the baseball playoffs, too. The but Rangers, the Rangers didn't do that. They folded, too. Yeah, right. They collapsed down the stretch. And what's really hard to believe, the Mavs and the Stars missed the playoffs. Eight teams in a conference make it. So that's that uh, really seems mathematically unlikely that that would happen. But Napoli Dallas didn't get out, it either. Yeah, Napoli went out and crushed it for the Red Sox. That's also a factor. Pittsburgh, I know it didn't happen in the calendar year of 2013, but their arch rival, the Ravens, went out and win the Super Bowl while the Steelers missed the playoffs. That has to factor into that it. That factors in, yeah. All right, so what do you think there, Rank? Who, who do you – Considered to be worthy of the Sonic Award. It's already been given, but I it just has for, been. I want to get your input before oh, I tell you who won it. And you separate L.A. from Anaheim. Is that correct? I think they're the, the geographical fair. distance. It's not even the same county. I don't know okay. how anybody counts that sort of thing. That's fair. I just wanted to be. I just wanted to be clear. So, but gosh, Los Angeles. Um, let's see. The, the Dodgers uh, well, save it for them, right? No, the Dodgers were terrible. The Dodgers didn't win the World Series. So that's bad. <laughs> that's terrible. Hold on, the Dodgers, they are kind of the Yankees. They are the, Dodgers? the they are the Yankees West now. I, in fact, f- they're even worse than the Yankees because they. I, I, is their payroll now officially ahead it's of the Yankees? Be. It must be. be. So the Dodgers didn't win the World Series. The Lakers are miserable. Kobe breaks his rips out his Achilles tendon. Yeah, and then so that's awful. So that's a bad situation. There's no f- USC. And UCLA, terrible embarrassment. Both terrible. Well, UCLA um, was all right. Let's see the uh, the Galaxy didn't win. For I don't the, I don't get into that. I'm no, not trying. I'm not. Uh, I don't want. The to, Kings, I don't want to hear about the that I don't care about soccer. Kings, I get it. I just that doesn't count. For the me. Kings defended their Stanley Cup admirably. They got all the way to the conference finals, but mm-hmm. ultimately lost. So that to me that hurts more. Then, then say them getting bounced in the because they've now raised the expectation. You have right. Jonathan Quick, so now you look at a team. You are like, you know what? They could go back to back. This is a legitimate good team. A lot of right. guys were. I, but, all right, was it Los Angeles? No, and I'll tell you by that standard, Pittsburgh could have been considered if it weren't for the Pirates. You know, right. because the the Penguins suffered another terrible spring flame oh, out in the yeah. postseason after being a great team. That's worse to me. You know, I of always course. say I'd rather be. A Cubs guy than a Red Sox guy pre two thousand and four because uh, the Red Sox would rip your heart out. The Cubs would be June and it's like, hey, we're out of it again. What else is new? There's mm-hmm. it's a mild pain versus a sharp, uh, you know, p- you know, knife to this, the knife to the gut or whatever. This better not be leading up to you giving it to Boston. They 
just saying that all four sports didn't win a title, and it's awful. <laughs> Skinny tie. Okay, so first about the payrolls. The Dodgers were second at the beginning of last year to the Yankees, 216 to 228. Whoa. Hmm. And, I'm just wow. wait a second. My jaw is on the floor right now. Wait, the guy behind the glass, the producer, as we talk about something, is pulling up Jermaine's statistics to support what wow. we're talking about. Oh, Boy, yeah. I, I can't you're believe not gonna, this. You're My not head's last, spinning. Yeah, you're not going to last long on this show. <laughs> Once you've shown up black tie, you're done. But I'm the only producer in 2014. That's so <laughs> true. Best one of 2014. See, that, that's a that's a, that's a good callback. Mm-hmm. Black tie would never have come up with an apt callback. Well, I mean, it is black tie. It's true. <laughs> so, all right. So, go ahead. So, the Dodgers second in payroll still to the Yanks. Yes, they are second in payroll. Boston is now fourth. Philadelphia took, overtook them. But oh, the really? Dodgers That's and the Yankees me. are the only two over 200 in their payroll. Still, though. But that can't be true anyway. Well, right. Anyway. It's now adjusting. This is to start Point off is, the 2013. What about year? St. Louis? Cardinals had a good year, yep. so they're out of it. The Rams stink, though. Right. That's pretty way. much it. You're only a two. I can't really consider... There are only so many cities that even are worthy of it. I feel like if you don't have three, oh, Philly, and at least a, mix in a at least mix in a college what, team, the Blues don't wait, exist. Do uh oh wait a second, you're right. Okay, so okay, but they made the playoffs. I mean, they always kind of let you down. And and St. Always, Louis is your only noteworthy college level thing, right? Well, I mean, Mizzou can has oh that counts too, yeah. right? What well, they that? had a great year. So, okay, yeah, so, so St. Louis, Louis is out of it. Right. Does Ohio State count for Cleveland? I'm counting it. Yeah, yeah when it, it when it serves my purpose, I do count that. <laughs> what yeah. about the Twin Cities? The Vikings are terrible. Twins yeah. aren't good. The yeah. Wild are kind of just a disappointment. No one cares anyway. Are the and Wild the terrible? Well, yeah, the Wild they they made a couple big signings, and you had that long delay before they could actually play. This is last year, and then this year, like they've already got, a, they've brought in a new coach and everything. And they just kind of haven't really still met their expectations of bringing in Parise and you know everything else. Look who knows his puck. Yeah. Very nice, very good. I like that. And um, then the T Wolves, you got just you know, when's Rubio going to get hurt next, or when's Love going to get hurt next? That's kind of the thing for them. That that somebody did hit me. And the next on, year's uh, going to be his. Walk year, and he'll end up getting traded to the Lakers. To the Lakers. Like that. right. That's where this thing's headed, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so L.A. can't be it. St. Louis <laughs> is definitely not it. I, You know, what about Atlanta? I, I, Well, listen, I've already run through these all, so I'm, uh, I'm putting on a charade as if I haven't considered all these. But why Philly rank? Philly, the Eagles, disappointing. Are good. Well, they were disappointing. The Eagles are disappointing? They're in the, they won the division. So this is for 13, but yes. they they didn't make the playoffs. Flyers are Flyers are a joke, which is great, which uh, which amuses me to no end. Hmm. The Phillies are lousy, was, but right. I mean, that's. I, the, know, I was thinking 2012 Eagles, yeah. not the third. Okay, yeah. Fair this point. Eagles, yeah, renders uh, them not uh, not in the conversation. So all right. So wait. So you cannot base it. So it ends at the calendar year. Yeah. So the playoffs of 2000, because the football, it's always confusing when you're writing about things where you're talking about like, hey, the 1985 know, right. NFC championship game happened in 86. That never-ending misnomer that oh. of the 2013 thing, you always have to stop and check your work online as a result yeah. of that when you refer to the 2011 playoffs, because in fact, they happened in January into the second month now. Yeah. And you're still talking 2012, even though the, it, the, the 2012 season didn't end until February. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so with no further ado, and Houston, excuse me, Houston also a good one to consider Ooh. because the Texans had, uh, you know, they the team that people looked at for the Super Bowl. Yeah, they were they, terrible. They got Dwight Howard. They're fine. 
That's true. They do. They yeah. also have the Astros. I thought, you know what? I, I didn't even think about Dwight Howard. Yeah, they have the terrible Astros. The thing that I thought about, though, was uh, James Harden. Makes the, makes the future optimistic enough that yeah. that's why I could uh, take them out of it. Atlanta, though. Falcons, a Super Bowl favorite. So that's your winner. We're terrible. The Braves were good, but they didn't get to the World Series, so that's that ongoing story. That oh, Very good season, but it didn't end with a ring again. At least they're getting a new stadium. Yeah, they don't have hockey anymore. Georgia was uh, injury-ravaged. Mm-hmm. And who am I forgetting? Oh, the Hawks are irrelevant. They're easy to forget because we were, they're irrelevant. We're talking about Georgia. They are one of the most, because there's only five teams who have won 11 games in the NCAA over the last three seasons, South Carolina being one of them. And I a, know my pal, our, our our mutual pal John Uhas down Johnny there Uhas. in the uh, NFL newsroom asked me that question. I said I can't answer it yet. I have to think about it first. Now you've just given me two of the answers. Oh no, it's not Georgia and it's South Carolina. It is South Carolina. Yeah, Alabama. So yep. so of it's two SEC teams. NCAA teams have won at least eleven games. There are five the of them three. over the last three years. Bama yep. definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, you say USC. Yeah. I said that on Twitter on January 1st. No, no, no. Steve Spurrier does not get nearly enough credit for turning that team, not just turning them into a bowl team, right. but for turning them into a perennial contender in the SEC. Before he got there, that was forever the case, was that, yeah, yeah, you know, the Gamecocks might be all right, but they're never going to be. They can't out-recruit uh, Georgia and Tennessee and BAM and everybody else. And now look at them. It's, it's not I, just like – I have my doubts about Kevin Sumlin at A&M uh-huh. because he's gone into two straight spots where he's inherited good players. I don't know that Kevin Sumlin is going to forever be successful at, at, at A&M. But Spurrier, Spurrier went to Columbia and turned them into a winner and continues to roll. Until that was brought up yesterday about them winning 11 consecutive 11 games in three consecutive seasons the only 11 win seasons in school history although teams now routinely play 12 13 14 games i had thought that spurrier was a little bit of a disappointment in south carolina because he always seems to lose a game that he shouldn't lose that knocks him out of national championship contention but as you say this isn't a school that goes out and wins a lot of recruiting wars he's kind of behind the eight ball in, in that respect. The team that's inexplic- inexplicable is Georgia. The fact that I Georgia that. doesn't win every – I mean, there is no excuse. College football 24-7 host Matt Money Smith here at uh, NFL.com will argue that with you tooth and nail. He says Mark Richt is uh, an underappreciated coach. I'm with you, though. I don't, yeah. I, I, I've argued this point with him before. It's Georgia. There's, that is one of the powerhouse – um, programs. You should be able to recruit that and have one run. You should be able to run the table one time. Not, and I'm not saying you have to do it uh, you have to be neck and neck with Bama every single they, year. But I think they should be. The, I'm, the, success that, the, the success that Auburn has enjoyed over the last couple of years should be what Al, uh, what Georgia does. All right. Let's get to the NFL playoffs here because uh, I, they kick I off. Keep in, de- I keep derailing you off no, the Sonic uh, Award. No, here we go to the Sonic Award. Let's just wrap up our last piece of 2013 business. The 2013 Sonic Award for the sports town whose fans have suffered the most is... New York City! What? I can't believe it. I'm, my jaw's on the floor. Here was the thinking. And, again, you can you can read all about it at NFL.com slash Sheck, S-H-E-K. Here was my thought. Yes, we named a, ba- a, a really uh, a bunch of bad situations there. Cleveland was the closest. But I went with New York because, you know, obviously everybody already knows this, but they have two of everything 
And they're in all four major sports, they have at least two teams, which by definition means their fans are twice as likely to celebrate a championship. And not one of those teams got past the second round in its sport, in the playoffs. None of them. And in the NHL, they have three teams. None of them got past the second round. One of them didn't even make the playoffs. And as I've said many times before, and I'll say again now, the tragedy on the sports level, tragic, not real tragedy. But in sports terms, the tragedy of St. John's is the same as DePaul in Chicago. Those are the two basketball meccas in America. You know, all the football players these days come out of Florida, Texas, some out of southwestern PA and Ohio and California. All the basketball players, or a lot of them at least, come out of New York City and Chicago. So how can neither one of those towns have a decent NCAA basketball team? It's inexplicable. You can't get one charismatic Manhattanite to go up there and say, if you don't come to St. John's, you're a traitor to your hometown, and we don't want you. I would, my, If I got hired as a St. John's coach, if I were a native New Yorker, I would say loud. I would say I'm not recruiting anybody outside of a 60-mile radius. Of uh, of Times Square, and if you don't come here, then and, and you're from this area, then shame the devil. We don't want you. You know, change your change your history then, because you're not a part of our town anymore. I would lay the gauntlet down like that. Meantime, St. John's just it, it couldn't be less relevant, and they're in the Big East, which has diminished a little bit these mm. days. But still, you can't. Your local representative of one of the power basketball conferences can't be decent in New York City. It's weird. Anyway, New York City. You get it. Congratulations. Better luck in 2014. And the Yankees, which are, like you say, Rank, the, another big factor, the Red Sox won the World Series. The Yankees didn't go to the playoffs. Their arch-rival Red Sox did win the World Series. The 20th century is now way in the rearview mirror. The 21st century, though, belongs to the Red Sox, not to the Yankees. How Absolutely. about that? Year Absolutely. 2000. All right. Now and you didn't even mention uh, Matt Harvey. I, well, I do mention it in the written piece, oh, okay. so you can look at that at NFL.com slash Sheck. But, yes, uh, I, I did bring up the fact that and Johan Santana, who they have all that money, who they had a bunch of loot in, may never pitch a baseball again. All right, Rank, enough about all that. Let's talk about these playoffs. We have the Chiefs and the Colts first, and then the Saints at the Eagles later in the night on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we have the Bolts at the Bengals and the 49ers at the Packers. Skinny tie. Should we? Oh, we got him our, right out of the gate. All right, let's start the uh, pro football uh, uh, portion of the program here by talking with uh, Giovanni Bernard. You listen to Dave Oh, this is good stuff, Frank. This is a guy who figures to play a prominent role in one of the wild card playoff games coming up this weekend. Can't wait for it. Rookie phenom of the Cincinnati Bengals. It's Giovanni Bernard. What's the poop, fella? Hi, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, I guess you are. You're about to play in the playoffs. Some guys wait forever to get into those. You're in it in your rookie year. First of all, Happy New Year to you. Same to you, same to you. <laughs> and secondly, can I call you Geo? Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> is that right? Or is, or is that like something that you reserve only for those close to you? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I like that, Geo. Well, I, I think it, it's a nice ring. Yeah, it's a nice ring to it. Gio, but then again, Giovanni has a has an international it flair well. to it. Yeah, it flows <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, first of all, let's start with this. Did you guys last Sunday after your game against the Ravens? Did you gather around the TV in the locker room and watch the afternoon game to see who you were going to be playing? No, not at all. Really? Yeah, we were. 
guys were getting ready to get out of here. We knew we had an opponent. Uh, I think for us, it didn't really matter who we were playing. Uh, we wanted to get this win. Uh, we know what we're going up against, so uh, we're, we're just excited for it, really. All right, listen, I don't want to rub you the wrong way here. I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. The, 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 they have a football <laughs> team in that town that you may have heard of before. And listen, I've told your pal Terrence Newman on a number of occasions over the past year that the Bengals are the most talented team in the AFC, not just in the North, in the whole AFC. And so I've been foretelling of your success, and that's before you even arrived there. But no jive. Are you happy it's not the Steelers after what happened in Heinz Field a couple weeks ago? I'm not gonna say, well, you know what? After after what happened on Sunday night, was it Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday yeah. night. Uh, I think we, we all ha- kind of have a bad taste in our mouth. Hmm. Uh, so I think next year, uh, once we play them, we're, we're, it'll, it'll be a good game. But uh, we, we wanted to get our revenge back, but obviously we didn't. But uh, we're, we're going on. We're in the playoffs, and, you know, that kind of that's that was in the season. Now we're in the playoffs, hmm. and we're not really too much worried about it. How do you feel about your opponent, the Chargers? I don't know if you follow them on Twitter, but they're tweeting out pictures from their practices. It's sunny. It's 70 degrees. They're out there having the time of their lives. Talk a little bit about them. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're a, great, a good team. I mean, they, they're able to make it into the playoffs. They're able to, uh, to get the season that they, you know, they were able to get, and uh, now they're playing against us, and we're excited. We're excited to have this opportunity, but uh, they're a good team. We, we, you know, our thing that well, we have to do, we can't take them lightly. Uh, even though we beat them uh, during the regular season, we can't take that game uh, and say, okay, they're just going to lay down for us. Not at all. But, uh, you know, we have to go in here with a different mentality, and that's just to take over the game and uh, to win. Do you feel, though, that you guys have a little bit of advantage in the cold, that the weather's going to play a huge factor? Uh, I'm not going to say we have an advantage. Uh, you know, I think nowadays in the NFL, every team plays in you know a bad weather game here and there. Uh, it's just a matter of you know where they are. But uh, they're coming to us. I think you know our advantage is our home field. Uh, it's not the weather; it's our home field that we're able to play in our stadium and with our fans. I'm always fascinated by this subject, as a matter of fact. Obviously, Peyton Manning, there's been a lot of buzz about him in the cold weather and everything else. But you're, fr- I mean, you, you went to UNC, and I think we fans tend to forget sometimes, oh, well, the, everybody, uh, if, if uh, you're on the Packers, then you must hail from wintry conditions. Of course, <laughs> a lot of you guys come from the South. Is it weird for you to, are you at all sort of uh, thinking about how you might have to modify your style in any way, if it's snowy or cold, being a guy who came from the south no not really i think you know for me you know I, i've i've already played in cold games a pittsburgh game was really cold uh, i played in the rainy games new england uh when we played against new england here that was a uh, rainy game we had a couple other ones but you know it, it, it's something that you can't really worry about especially in the sport of football you you can't control the weather and either way you're going to be out there playing uh, so you just have to prepare and just uh, get ready for it and just be happy with the opportunity. Well, I mentioned Peyton Manning, and about a month ago he said that uh, there were the, the narrative about him in the cold, uh, you know, you could stick that narrative where the sun don't shine, all that. In your locker room, Andy Dalton, the narrative is, wow, the Bengals are loaded, they're so talented, but can Andy Dalton get this team over the hump and get them to a Super Bowl? What do you say to the people that doubt uh, what Dalton can do? I mean, he's gotten us into the playoffs the past, well, I think, three years now, uh, including this one. And uh, he, obviously, we haven't, you know, been able to win that to win that first game in the playoffs. But I think, you know, we've surrounded him with a lot of great players. Uh, he has a good team behind him, and uh, I think the biggest thing for him is just, you know, spread the ball out and do what he's been doing all season. Uh, I think, you know, once we're able to, you know, throw the ball around, run the ball real good, and, like, control the line of scrimmage, everything else really take care of itself. 
Yeah, that's the thing that really sticks out about your team is how many talented guys you have on offense. And you share time with Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis in the backfield. How do you feel about your role? Is there something like down the line that you desire to be a number one, run it on all three down backs? Or do you kind of like the role that you guys kind of play with each other? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, every running back, obviously, they, they want to be be the man. And, uh, you know, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I am. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, what's what we have going on right now, right now for our team is working. And, that, and that's, for me, is all I really want. As long as it's working for the team, as long as we're able to put points on the board, uh, we're able to score and able to win, uh, I, I don't care anything else, whatever happens. Uh, my biggest thing and my biggest, you know, uh, accomplishment or whatever is just winning. Uh, I'm just huge on that. I don't care if I don't rush for a yard and all that. I just I just want to win. <laughs> uh, do you go around now? Because like we say, rookie season and all that, do you anticipate yourself doing anything different on Saturday night than you've done all season? Do you Have you talked to veterans like Terrence Newman or anyone else and said, hey, should we go out or do we just stay in? Or do, do, you, do you address that at all or is it uh, business as usual? It's it's business as usual. I think you know once you're in the season, once you kind of get to that training camp phase, uh, you know what you have to take care of, and everybody has the same goal and mindset, and that's uh, to get to the to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, we we don't want to you know jeopardize that. We don't want to you know take away from that. Uh, we all have that same mindset. We all have that same goal, and uh, we're all trying to do the same thing here. And uh, let's just make it to the Super Bowl. Are you sure that you have the same mindset? I don't know. Do you literally want the same mindset, though, as James Harrison? What's he like? What's he like to be around? Do you talk with him? Have you spoken with him in five months? <laughs> yeah, I talk to him here and there. Uh, it's not its not a lot of words. It's not a lot of communication. But, it's uh, you know, I, I can say we have a teammate friendship. And uh, he's a great guy. He's a guy that you could tell. Uh, he, he, he is a spark of our defense, and uh, he's a guy that's you know going to put it on the line for their team. And uh, no matter what color he's wearing, he's going to help that team out in any what way. But but as a rookie, how long was it before you actually made eye contact with him? Honestly, <laughs> it, it's it, it's probably the back end of the season when I actually started to approach him and say, hey, what's up, or whatever. Uh, but those first, I mean, during camp, uh, when he first got here, and I mean, uh, yeah, I kind of st- I kind of shied away from him. <laughs> uh, That's okay. We do that with Warren Sapp here. You got to be careful. <laughs> don't give away our trade secrets. Um, so, Gio, one last thing for you, and I don't want to end on a sour note, but we can commiserate here. I'm a I'm a Pitt football fan, and Pitt has turned out Shady McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald, and so on. What about UNC and Pitt? You guys have put out Julius Peppers, you, Hakeem Nick, so on and so forth. What gives? Why do both of these teams struggle so mightily to get the double digits every year? Honestly, I really don't know. I think, you know, with our UNC team this this past season, they just started off the season kind of shaky, but uh, they were able to turn it around and have a good season and get into a bowl game and win, a, and, and win the bowl game. Uh, but, you know, a team like Pittsburgh, you know, I've, I've never been there, but, I mean, I've heard the players that came out of there. I mean, even with us, we have, I mean, guys across the board, Greg Little, Robert mm-hmm. Quinn, I mean, it's a, it, the list really does go on and on. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what the secret formula is to winning, but uh, we turn out a lot of great players. And, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I'll put <laughs> UNC and Pitt talent up there against Bam or USC in the pros. It's, oh, I, I, I didn't even mention Darrell Rivas. It's right. enigmatic, uh, Gio. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the formula is, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, to make matters worse, now Duke's good at football, which can't, yeah. which, which can't be. And, but we seriously, were you a little excited when they lost? 
as bad as I, the I, there was a little bit of a grin <laughs> <laughs> uh but i did want the acc to do well so i was happy that they were you know keeping up with a&m but i was happy that they lost so it kind of kind of win-win for me all right I like the, he's you know you're very you're very honest i appreciate you I, taking because so many times these guys would come and be like hey you know what it's a you know i'm not really rent. no you actually you came out and you said how it is how fans would react yeah that's true i like the no jive policy the geo employs it's the same one that we have here last thing then geo unc uniforms or Cincinnati Bengal uniforms, which is better? Bengals. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, there's there's no comparison. And, you know, I actually, there was an opportunity. I, I talked to uh, our running back coach, Coach Jackson, and uh, uh, I told him how much how much winning in the NFL feels so much better than in the, co- and then hmm. the college level. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's the preparation and just the, just the, you know, because you know how good that other team is. Uh, that you know, you know, when when you win a game like that, or when an opportunity comes up, and you're able to do something that you've worked so hard for, I mean, the feelings are unreal. Well, that's a, we'll, we'll leave it at that. There, that's a, that's a good <laughs> note to go out on. Then, and uh, we wish you uh, we wish you success. This is even coming from a uh, like I say, a Steelers fan. Um, so go get them in the playoffs, and maybe uh, if things break just right, we'll get to hook up with you in New York City slash New Jersey in what about four weeks from now. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> all right, Gio. In the meantime, like I say, best wishes. Give our best to uh, Terrence Newman and all the rest of the fellas. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Thank get you. him this weekend. Gio Bernard, what a delight. Very nice. See you again. Except he's wrong. Is... Except he's wrong about the uniform thing. No. That's the only thing. UNC could do very well uniform wise. They did great. Feel... Did you see when they wore the all black that with the with the powder blue trim? That's a great look. Oh, it was it was splendid. That was a great look. But there's there's times where they kind of uh, leave some chips on the table, so to speak. I so. agree with that. They do. They do blow the opportunity they... sometimes. But then the Bengals sometimes go orange jersey, orange hat, and that's that's too Don't much. Don't care for that. Yeah. No. No. No good. Do 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 da 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 down but da down boom boom bam bam Dave. All right, so that's that, Rank. I, I, that's that's a that's a good fella, and I want to revisit with him if uh, if they advance in the playoffs. He should become a regular. Yeah, maybe we could get him and Terrence Newman on simultaneously. That'd like, be now that would be talking. I like where your head's at. All right, let's talk here now, fellas. Chiefs, Colts, and then we'll get uh, we'll make our pick on the Chargers. Like I said at the top, I'm legitimately struggling to make picks in any of these four games. I could see them. Really, all four of them, and the weather's a big factor. Geo can say whatever he wants, but um, I, I I stand by the idea that I know the Chargers and the Saints are behind the eight ball a little bit, having to go into frigid conditions as far as I'm concerned. I would have thought that before the Chargers went on a short week and beat Peyton Manning in a very cold night in Denver. Gives me a little bit more confidence that they'll be able to go out and win those cold weather games. Phillip Rivers... Played well in my high. So seven. Well, yeah, and but uh, and uh, and also germane is the fact that the Chargers lost by a touchdown, seventeen ten, when the the two teams played earlier this year. Obviously, a close game there. But let's start off with those Chiefs at the Colts. Rank, give me your pick. I'm going to go with the Colts. They've played recently. They played on the road, just like what you were talking about. The Colts are going to get this done. I like Andy Luck going up in this matchup. I wanted to believe in the Chiefs a little bit because they were their their backups played so spiritedly in in uh, San Diego. In San Diego, excuse me, geez. But you know what? You look at you look at teams that rest their starters. It just never seems to work out, especially 
if they would have approached it like a late season uh, or late preseason game where Alex Smith at least went out, mm-hmm. played a couple of series, Jamal Charles ran a little bit, pulling off, it just doesn't seem pulling pulling the, the, the foot off the gas as the uh, cliche goes. Never seems to work out, and I like what the Colts are doing. It worked out the one time I can remember it working out, and, you know, the Steelers have had some success doing it. The year that the Saints and Colts played in the Super Bowl, both of those teams did rest up, and they benefited. But I agree with you. For the large part, it seems like those teams that let up never get it back fully. Yeah. Um, I, though, I, that being said, I here's I, I've been trying to figure out the last couple of years, Rank. We've sat in this very studio, and we try and figure out what is the the common thing among the successful teams, and what are the common things that make teams losers. We talk all the time. It's a quarterback league. Is it the QB then mm-hmm. that makes you successful? No, you clearly don't need to have a top five or even top ten QB. Eli Manning and Joe Flacco have won the last two Super Bowls. Alex Smith almost got there two years ago. So on and so forth. There are many examples. Rex Grossman played in the Super Bowl this century. There are a lot of there are plenty of examples along those lines. So it's not. It's good to have. You, you will probably make the playoffs almost every year. Look at Peyton Manning and Tom Brady teams. You'll always almost you, you'll almost never miss the playoffs if you have a great QB. But winning does not it, having that QB doesn't guarantee you Super Bowl success. So that's not it. Is it a great offensive line? Well, no, because Aaron Rodgers has had great play, uh, postseason success. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. So that's not the key. Is it a stout defense? No, because the Patriots got to the Super Bowl two years ago. The Packers uh, it almost got to the Super Bowl. The year they went 15-1, and one, they had the second-worst defense. So it's not that. Here's what I think it is. We talk about the Jenga effect all the time, and if you take one piece out of the puzzle, it makes teams collapse, or does it? That's what it's about. Depth, if you can overcome those injuries, because you're going to have them. Teams have all had injuries, and they'll continue to happen over the coming weeks here. If you can get to New York City, and even if you've lost some key pieces, you still have enough uh, enough depth organizationally that you can overcome those. That's the trick, and I feel like the Chiefs are a deeper team than the Colts. The Colts don't have a great defense. It has played better of late. I do like Andrew Luck in that dome, and I like the swagger and all that stuff. But I just happen to think practically, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to pound them on the ground. I think that's what's going to happen. I think they have a good defense. I think their important defensive pieces are going to be healthy enough to play. That will help them, of course. That was the real story with the Chiefs, was how great that defense was right, until Holly and Houston went down there. Now I think that they're as those guys round back into shape, I think the Chiefs get back to where they were in our brains six weeks ago before those two Broncos games. I say the Chiefs win this one. You've almost changed my mind. It's really close, these two teams. But gosh, they've played. I mean, it's hard to look at a game like that and see them. In KC, no less. And it was recent, and there was a lot on the line. Man, I don't all oh, right, listen, I, I, this is, I'm not going to argue anybody and think anybody's crazy for however they pick these games or whoever you think is going to the Super Bowl because they're all pretty much coin flips. The next one, the Saints at the Eagles. It's supposed to be cold and Philly. That place will be crazy for what that's worth. The Saints aren't strangers to playing in crazy atmospheres, but the struggle for them has been going on the road. It does make sense, as much as people want to shoot it down, it does make sense that a team that slings it around that much might struggle a little bit in the cold. How say you rank Saints at the Eagles? Got to be the Eagles. Hmm. I know it's it's become a talking point to talk about how poorly 
the Saints play on the road, but I mean, it's not a talking point when it actually happens. There just isn't a good sample of the Saints going out, especially in poor conditions where they've played in bad weather. The most uh, comparable game to this would be the one they went up in Seattle and played and just looked mm. miserable. And, you know, they've got a history. You know, Drew Brees, when he took this, when he took the Saints up to Seattle when the Seahawks were a seven-win team, still lost that game in the playoffs. I see this playing out pretty much the same way. The Eagles have impressed me, and the Eagles have impressed me, too, when they play in the cold. If you remember that game against the Lions, think the about Lions- th- Think about how big that was, and you could even render that one sort of – if you're a Lions fan and bitter that your team didn't make the playoffs, you could kind of look at that and say, what if that was played uh, under normal circumstances? What if it wasn't a foot of snow on the ground? Right. If the Lions win that game, things are completely upside down all of a sudden. But anyway, Of course. Yeah. But the Eagles did play well, and everybody would, was wondering how Chip Kelly's fast-paced offense would behave in weather like that. And he showed, you know what, it doesn't matter. The weather doesn't make a, a difference to them. They play, and they're one of the they're the they're the one team as we're recording this right now that's actually sold out their game. I know it's crazy. I, I I really don't understand. I get the idea that you don't want to sit out in the cold, but that's part of the charm of the NFL playoffs is yeah. the shared experience with the players. I feel that's why fans are uh, you know are more intense. Football fans tend to be more intense. I feel like it has something to do with that, that the buy-in from those cold-weather fans with their team, that there's a connection there that can't be replicated in any other sport. There's something about that shared, we're all out here freezing, yeah. fellas. We all went through this, this, the experience of being out there for four hours like that. Um, I think the but, Eagles are going to win, too, and here's why. I think the I think that a lot of our lazier colleagues, I'm not talking about at the network, but I've heard a lot of people say things like, even as recently as two days ago, hey, you know, Rob Ryan really turned that defense around. Well, yeah, they played well initially, but I don't think they've been that good lately. I don't mm-hmm. think – I think they're getting exposed, and I think that Kenny Vaccaro going down is a, is a, a significant one. piece for a defense that is very thin to begin with. Talk about Jenga. That ruins that defense. He was arguably a top-two defender for them this year. Oh, yeah, you talk about rookie of the year candidates. He was really I – think, I think that loss is huge for them, and I think yep. Shady and Deshaun Jackson and the rest are going to have their way there. So I'll take the Eagles. Uh, skinny tie, you wanted to weigh in with something there i was going to add in that the eagles are also probably the hottest team they've won seven of their last eight games them and the the and the niners yeah Yeah. the niners only lost that one game at uh the panthers or they'd be on a similar or they are still they'd be undefeated they've won six consecutive games did i hear i think they would have won 10 in a row i think that was that i think they're nine and one or maybe even 10 and one in their last uh however well i guess you can do the math on how many games that is for the eagles you do want you add one to whatever the bigger number is if it was 10 something like anyway all right so that's saturday and then the Sunday is the biggest upset that the the Saturday playoffs don't kick off with the Bengals. I know. It seems to Good be a tradition them. that they're always them playing the Texans just kicks off the the Saturday game that nobody is really like. You know, what? we're going to go to the swap meet, and uh, if we have to miss one of these, if we have to go to a birthday party or a bridal shower or something, that's always the first one that gets like that's the <laughs> that's one so you'll sacrifice. True that, that is the measurement. A, and yeah. as long as it's the Bengals, then nobody really seems to feel bad. It does, for a lot of people. There, for a lot of fellas out there, you, there is the negotiation of, you know, it's one thing to because everybody who likes pro football doesn't like college football and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So the people that have not set up the the fall with their in their lives with their with their significant other and or their kids is 
that you choose one or the other. Like, well, Sundays I always am going to be watching the games. You usually don't get both. You usually don't get all Saturday and all Sunday. So you choose one. Now that conversation changes for the month of February. Well, now I need both days. I I, got to have both of them free. But, yeah, a lot of people don't get it. You have to say, all right, I'm free. Okay, I guess I can be free for the Chargers uh, Bengals game. Yeah, I don't get Gio Bernard was honest. I liked but you could hear in his voice, he didn't want nothing to do with them Steelers. He's Is lucky he? avoided. What, was that what you were getting? That's exactly what I got. That's you not don't what get I that? was getting. No, I was getting the maybe a little disappointment that they weren't able to try to get that win back from the Steelers that the, maybe perhaps the Bengals were hoping to see the Steelers again. You know, the scouting's a little bit easier. You understand. You have some film to look at. You could see some things that you did wrong. Now they, they played pe- the Chargers. You think they'd rather play the Steelers than the Chargers? You think they'd rather have uh, Ben Roethlisberger coming in there, a guy who's tormented them in the playoffs and otherwise, over Phil Rivers? You think that's that? that they're, oh, well, we would have been better off with the black and gold, the the the, uh, the bully of our division for all of time. The you know, Ravens? Instead of... Yeah, the Ravens. The uh, uh, no, much better. Like, like, oh, oh, but instead we got the team from San Diego. <laughs> it's playing good football right now. <laughs> they should have lost to the Chiefs' second stringers. They should have. Should have. No, they they won. They, they I congratulate. They them. they earned a victory. I could see that. Like listen, anybody. I could see them winning that game. What, what what do we know? We we know that Andy Dalton has gotten to the playoffs three straight years. Mm-hmm. We have yet to see him succeed in one of those playoff games. I don't put that as much on him as I do Jay Gruden, and I'm stunned to hear his name being floated out there. Oh my gosh! As a as an NFL head coach, that Why seems do, ludicrous. How do they not get rid of him? And just if Hugh Jackson doesn't get picked up by one of these teams, and to me that would be a mistake mm-hmm. if somebody didn't look at him. Because now when you look back, as Mike Silver pointed out on NFL.com, that when you look back at what Hugh Jackson did in his one year in Oakland winning eight games, if you're not impressed by that now, looking at what Bruce Allen's been unable to do, everything that's happened in Oakland, and you're not impressed by him, then you know what? There's something wrong. All and right, it, so who's who's winning this game? You're, you want to say it just because you're so uh, – people always tell me I have an East Coast bias, which is laughable. I have East Coast bias. Uh, I, well, first of all, I just put New York City as the Sonic Award winner, yeah, so how biased is that? But anyway, um, Rank, you have the interesting disposition of being West Coast bias. What? I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> but I'm going to pick the Chargers to win uh, this game. Listen, what did I just tell you? I told you about depth. I That's that's what I'm going to ride in January of 2014. The deepest teams are the ones that are going to go the furthest. Not the ones that have the best individual one or two or three players. Right. But overall, top to bottom, depth in roster. Bengals have a better one. Bengals win this one. But they wait. might go to the Super Bowl. But That's you... right. I just said it. And I don't get, oh, Andy Dalton's going to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl last year. Is it now, now you're laughing? Won a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. quiet. No, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out, guys, that you might. <laughs> if you, but if you believe in your heart of hearts, if you, if you really... put it that way, if he did win it, then the NFC, the AFC North then becomes the best division in football, right? Over the last decade. Oh, absolutely. Because you would have. Oh, absolutely. Since, since. Right, right. Since two thousand and five, you would have the eight. The wait, the last eight or nine titles would have been won by if the Bengals were to win the right. Super Bowl. It's the assuming Bengals. a great deal, but they would have won almost half of all available Super Bowls in okay. that window. But I want to. Okay, let's say that you're correct. That the Bengals are sitting there looking at this, like you know what? Thank goodness we don't have to play the Steelers. 
then you're admitting that they would take a little bit off the gas. They would take a step back. Right. They feel a sense of relief. I'm putting too and much then, into that. I'm sure they then, haven't thought about it twice since Monday well, or whatever. Well, but. well, think about it. You know, because uh, Gio was so quick to be like, we didn't even watch the game. We just bounced. Everybody went out and did their own thing mm-hmm. to where maybe they did. Maybe they did think about it a little bit. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. A little relieved they didn't have to play the Steelers. I don't agree with that, but if you if that was actually the case, that would work in the Chargers' favor. And they come in. And also, you see these teams that just kind of come out. Like, you see a team that barely gets into the playoffs. It kind of doesn't deserve to I be agree. there. I agree. That kind of thing always seems playing to work out. Playing with house those- money. That, the, the mentality of playing with house money is a good spot to be in. I I completely agree with you, especially if you've already had one or two losses. Right. Now the pressure is more. Do you think Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are going to feel additional pressure once they're they're the home team, they're supposed to do it. That's a I feel like that's a tough spot. Of course you'd rather be in that spot, but right. I feel like that's a, that's a tough one when people are have started that buzz about and they hear it, Brady yeah. and Peyton and all those guys hear it like well, it's been a long time, man. Been a long time. You got to yeah. win now. You know, you threw that interception last year, Peyton, you're going to you're going to write well, the ship. I think that is a huge thing. And I agree with you on that. And the Chargers and are definitely that team that probably has that feeling. And it's proven that Peyton Manning came out earlier this season and said, I, whoever wrote that narrative can stick it where the sun don't shine, proves that he's thinking about it, that it's in his head. And additionally, but going back to San Diego, it, it, it's one of those things that a lot of times you could sit here and we can X and O this thing and like point out why the Bengals should win and how well they've been playing and how talented they are, how deep their roster is. But this is a game played by human beings. And a lot of times things like this happen where, you know what, the Chargers are just lucky to be there. They've got nothing to lose, blah, blah, blah. There you go. They have a good chance. And that's the one thing. And then and then what happens every the, the Monday morning after the playoffs is people are like, well, who would have seen this coming? Who would have seen this coming with the Chargers? You know, they were barely – they shouldn't have won that game. They, they lined up with too many guys on one side of the field. Mm-hmm. There should have been a penalty and everything. This is what happens I do like thinking about it in those terms. Is I try to think about, like, what can I hear – them talking about on Sunday night or Monday morning. Like, can't you hear whoever, you know, Rich Eisen or or whomever saying, who would have thought thought a week ago they shouldn't have been in the playoffs and now they're on to the divisional round to take on Peyton Manning. That is what would happen, of course. If the Chargers won, it'd be back to mile high. (laughs) Bengals as it is, if we're right that the Bengals win, well, if I'm right, the Bengals then go to, to Foxborough and the Chiefs go to... Denver, I think... You know what you could say, too? I think the Chiefs, I'm, I'm telling you, I really believe the Chiefs, if they're healthy, if they have Holly and Houston both in good shape, mm-hmm. I and Jamal Charles, I think they go in and beat them. I think Jamal Charles will run on them, on those Broncos, and I think that those defenders will harass and harangue Peyton Manning. Could you see... Um, or you get Peyton, or you get uh, Andy Luck going there. Yeah, I, I mean, these games things. are all great. Yeah, the Chiefs should rest their starters again. <laughs> All right, let's just get... in case so they can be ready to go. But uh, you know what? To take that one step further about the Bengals, if the Bengals end up winning this game, this is how big it is for me for for Cincinnati. If the Bengals end up winning that game, they probably go to the Super Bowl because they would have that monkey off their back. They would play the. I they, hear they, you. Yeah, they'd play the Patriots, who you'd be like, yeah, you know what? They've beaten them already this season, so they would have that in their pocket. They would probably beat them because this isn't a great Patriots team. 
And then if they went to the AFC Championship game, and let's say by some miracle. If they get Bengals, it could be Bengals at home with the Chiefs. And the Bengals are a good – they're a way better home team than they even, are a road team. Even if they played the Broncos, I would still like their chances. I like their defense, yeah. All right, so now let's get to the, uh, to the wild card finale here. And all those games are good that we just talked about. But this is this – is, man, what a – what a marvelous game this one figures to be. The San Francisco 49ers with Jim Harbaugh. Two years as the coach, he goes to the NFC title game. Then he goes to the Super Bowl. Here he is in year three. If he goes on a run to the Super Bowl again, I think we have to declare him the best uh, a coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. His team is playing great, as we mentioned. They're getting healthy or are healthy now at just the right time, and that's a big factor. Then again, so too are the Packers save Clay Matthews, and that's a significant loss for them. Mm-hmm. They they need that uh, that uh, pass rushing that he gives them. Packers at home, though, and again, zero degrees, and that's big. I say, if it were on, if it were in a dome, I'll take the Niners in Lambo. And we talked to AJ Hawk. You can go back and listen to that earlier in the week, and he was great as usual, talking all about how the Niners have had the the Pack's number. And all that sort of stuff. He also looked back at the great Week 17 game in Soldier Field. A.J. Hawk, always our main man. Go and listen to him. But anyway, from the previous podcast. But all right, Rank, lay it on me. You know what? What we just said about the San Diego Chargers, one of those teams fortunate to be in the playoffs. Packers are in a very similar situation where, you know what, they got fortunate that, that nobody ran to that ball on the fumble from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, again, makes a fantastic play and burns the Bears with the uh, touchdown pass to Randall Cobb to, 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 to put them in the lead and ultimately win the game. So they're one of those teams that are freewheeling, ready to go, and, and everything looks really good for them. But this, is, will, this will be the case where I will go the other way and go against the Packers. I'm gonna, the thing about San Francisco, they're the hottest team in the league right now, six consecutive wins. Colin Kaepernick starting to play really well. If you look at his his numbers against teams in the playoffs, not very good. His passer rating is below 70 against teams that are in the playoffs, but he plays so well against this Packers team. And remember last year when he started running. Now, Colin Kaepernick was a guy that I saw play a lot in college. I was – I was watching the game when he ran. He ran for 250 yards. Does Skinny Ty know where he went to college? I'm sure he knows. Nevada. He would, of course, he would know. Black tie would not know. Skinny tie is going to know that information. His game. Do you think has, if we went around and took a poll in the newsroom, do you think everybody would know that? You know what it, it comes up to? There are certain guys who do this, and it it somewhat offends me. Where people will always talk about, like, oh yeah, Michael Olawa Candy. He went to Pacific. It's like, all right, you're reciting something that you've seen off a card, but you're posing as somebody who watched Olawa Candy play. In, I saw Olawa Candy play in college in person. And I've had this conversation with somebody, so this is a this is a thing. like I've seen him play in person. He was at he played for the University of Pacific, who would play Cal State Fullerton every year. So he was in Titan Gym once a season, and I remember even talking to Randy Fund, who was there scouting him as a uh, as a I forget what he because it was post Lakers after he was fired. Jerry West would come to Titan Gym and watch him too. So it offends me when people do the oh yeah he went to Nevada and of course. Skinny Ty, of course, watches college football and will have seen him play. It's the guys who come out like, of course, he went to Nevada. It's like, because you've seen it on his card. I, well, the bigger resentment I have is for the or as we've talked about, I don't understand people who don't watch college football. If you love pro football, me. it's weird to me. Don't you care? I, wait, wait, that's another conversation. It's another but story. But I, it's I remember, very weird to me. And I you're remember, comparing. So your point is Olawa Candy is Colin Kaepernick of basketball yes. or something? I don't exactly know. the point. And that's why. No, San Francisco, 
this is a good matchup for them. They've won three consecutive games against the Packers. I like what Colin Kaepernick does, and you've been saying this for quite some time, is that the 49ers have basically just played their They've they've they used to get into the playoffs, and now it's like you know what, Kaepernick, run, go for go for three hundred yards. Yeah, I mean it's not that like guy? they haven't tried to run the ball and try, and Kaepernick hasn't tried to get it going with the legs in the season. But I think that will be featured a little more prominently because that is opened up by the presence of of Michael Crabtree and a healthy Vernon Davis and Anquan Bolden. I think those guys being out there opens up space in the middle of the field for Kaepernick to do that. So. Yeah, that's and then on the other hand, you can't throw the numbers are meaningless because you throw out the stat about what his passer rating is Kaepernick in season. Yeah, but he didn't have those guys. Also, right. Vernon sure. when Vernon Davis is out there, it's a much better offense. And now you throw sure. Crabtree in it, it's that much better. Same thing. You can't look at the Packers record and say, well, they're eight seven and one. They're not. It's right. not like the equivalent of the the Chargers or any of those other teams in the AFC that almost got into the playoffs. Because that team was on a roll right when Rodgers got hurt. They were really starting to kick it into high gear. I think they would probably be 12-4. and four. They would have run away with the division if uh, if Rodgers doesn't get hurt when he did whatever it was uh, seven, eight weeks ago. So this is a tough one to call. In the frigid conditions, I think we always hear about how physical the Niners are. I know it's in Lambeau. It's Green Bay. But I think... A physical team in the cold, it's hard to quantify. It's not as easy as like, wow, that guy throws for 400 yards all the time. Boy, they have a lot of fast guys on their team. But the physical effect in the cold of getting hit hard over and over again takes its toll not early, but late and in the set in the late in the third quarter and beyond, if you're in a tight ball game, the physical team's going to win, especially in those frigid conditions. I'm going to say the Niners by a hair. Mm-hmm. None of these results will surprise me, though. It's Any true. of the four. I could see the Saints absolutely. It's not like the Eagles oh, are that yeah. great. The, no. Saints, the Saints could beat that team. Could you see that? You know, and we talk about trying to imagine what the storylines are going to be on Monday. And as easy as you, you were talking about, like, what do you think Rich Eisen could be saying the next day? Easily like, hey, you know what? Everybody thought the Saints couldn't play outside Drew Brees. Who played at Purdue, even though it was a long time ago, still played at Purdue, would go out and prove them wrong. That's true. So, so any of these. Oh, oh, teach. Teach. Look, you, this got, is, you, you know, got Peyton Manning. You got uh, Tom Brady. You got Colin. Ka- look, there are a lot of great quarterbacks. But Drew Brees is putting something pretty special together down there on the bayou. This just in. Purdue quarterbacks are pretty good. Back on the blitz. That could happen. <laughs> um, I said so. If, if if so, if the Niners win, then the Niners go to Seattle. Wait, they're the five seed. As long as the Saints don't. As win. long as the Saints yeah, if, don't. If win. the Niners win, then the Niners go to Seattle. That's the one we want. That's the one of all the games you could ask for. That's the one we most want to see. Right? Absolutely. More than Patriots. Uh, Bad let's, Patriots Bronx. Let's, let's get wildly speculative. Or Say, would you? Would you? And then it would be the Eagles at the uh, at the Panthers, Panthers, which is juicy. That's, that's, a, that's a great one too. one too. Different styles, as they say. Style makes the matchup. And I like you, that one. Do you think it also factors into a player's mindset to where okay, we're going up, we're going to go play the Eagles. It's cold, and then you realize if we win this game, we have to go up to Seattle, where we were just embarrassed a couple of weeks ago, to where they're just like, eh. Whatever I, happens. I, well, that's the one thing I've been saying. I think Pittsburgh, if they had gotten in, 
ha- would have a very good chance against the Bengals. But if they win that game, then they likely go to to uh, or they definitely would have gone up to mile high, and that would not be a good matchup for Pittsburgh with their back end. That right. would not go well. Um, so, but yeah, if the Packers win, so right, so so they're your matchups. There's your next I hope we get thought. Niners. But if the Packers win, then and uh, the Eagles win, then the Packers go to Seattle, and for one game. I'll, Aaron Rodgers in there would be very interesting with that because he's got most of those guys Jeez. back and going now too on his side of the ball. So that would also be a fascinating one. Point is, it's going to be positively gay. I will be in front of the TV for each minute, each moment. I'm clearing the schedule. I don't care. Shame the devil. This is the time. This I know. Rank you gave out a Shecky Award for best sports weekend in 2013. Yep. And the championship games are great and everything. But I think the wild card, if things break right, the divisional round, of well, that will be the greatest Could there Because the if okay. you get Seahawks and, well. uh, and Niners on one side and you get Chiefs at Bronx on the other, plus the most talented AFC roster, the Bengals at Tom Brady. Ah, oh, I'm swooning already, and it hasn't even happened Well, then yet. they, you know what? They would be in the lead for the, the Shecky Award for 2014. True enough. True enough. All right, Rank, anything to plug before we uh, skip out? Are we skipping out? Yeah, I think that's enough. I All think right. we've said more than enough. Let's go watch the games. You know? Well, let's say, well, let, and do our due diligence. We did offer a chance for our fantasy team to come up and explain the playoff challenge. Oh, yes, yes. And it's, I guess since somebody who is Fabiano on, and all those guys, they're too busy. Marcus Grant. So as somebody who is on that show, I guess I can take the mantle here and ask you guys to please go to NFL.com slash fantasy. That's where you can find our playoff challenge. Here's how it works. You pick a team. You pick a lineup. And then you ride them through the playoffs, and you pick a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, tight end, kicker defense, and there's multipliers. There's all sorts of good stuff. So go out. I encourage you to play. And as a matter of fact, there is a league set up called the Rank Amateurs, and you can find us. We're on that first page there when you see all the leagues and everything. So go ahead and sign up for that. And you know what? Tweet me. If you have any specific questions, I will answer them for, for you. I will personally walk you through it. But go to NFL.com slash fantasy to get signed up because the fantasy season is not over. Yeah, you know, I, if so the, basically the Cliff's Notes version of uh, the fantasy challenge is that you should take the team that you think is going to the Super Bowl. That's yes. how you do it. I went, I loaded up with a bunch of 49ers because then when your guys survive in advance, they the points multiply. So if, you're, if you pick a bunch of 49ers, they win. Then in the divisional round, they get double the points. And if you're somebody who thinks that the New England Patriots are going to go to the Super Bowl, you can pick Tom Brady this round. You'll get a you'll get a bagel from him for the wild card weekend. But starting in that divisional round, you automatically start off with double the points. And a lot of people do that because you're taking a risk with all these teams. As you said, you know, you could see any one of these eight teams advancing, but you do know for sure that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson – uh, Cam Newton, those guys have already advanced to the second round. Their points will be double. So that's another, it's a little bit of strategy that you got to do, but you can't, but none of that matters if you don't sign up. So go to so, NFL.com slash fantasy. Wow. That sounded like a pitch almost the way a little bit. That. Yeah, that was pretty good. Like, it. but it, but none of it could happen. You're going to miss a hundred percent of the shots you'd ever take. That's why you got to get on fantasy. Well, that's a hockey reference. So that doesn't make miss a hundred percent. I thought that was a Michael Scott reference. Something like that. Either way. All right. Enough's enough. Let's go watch football, fellas. Um, go to NFL.com slash Sheck. Also, you see, like I say, the Sheck Report, the NFL, the the Sonic Awards, so on and so forth. 
All sorts of stuff there for you. Our last podcast with A.J. Hawk. And thanks to Giovanni Bernard and best wishes to him in front of his first uh, playoff game. Thanks to Rank. Thanks to Skinny Tie. And uh, enjoy the games, everybody. We'll be back on the other side of the wild card round to look back at those and look ahead to the divisional round. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of hell. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.